0: Welcome to Apply Filters, the podcast all about WordPress development. Now, here's your hosts, Pippin Williamson and Brad Tunar.
1: Yes, I am Brad Tunar, and this is episode 18. And this time, we have a special guest, uh, Frankie Jarrett, and uh, Jaffe Thompson is also joining us. Say hello, guys.
2: Hello. Hey, everyone. Glad to have you guys on board. Uh, Real quick, before we get started, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, which is... WP Ninjas and their latest project Ninja Demo, which is a fantastic new platform they've created for easily setting up uh, live demos of your plugins and themes so if you want to create a demo that customers can log into and then view the plugin or the theme in a live sandbox that's unique to that that instance, that's what Ninja Demo allows you to do. You can check it out at ninjademo.com. I've used it a couple times already and it's really pretty slick so go check it out and see what you think.
1: Awesome, uh, Frankie. You want to start off by just maybe introducing yourself and let us know what what you, who you are, what you do.
0: Sure, absolutely. Um, it's good to be here with you guys. And if I can just say that Ninja demo thing looks really cool. Uh, I was playing yeah. around with it, and I thought, wow, this is a this huge fills a huge need. So yeah, it's pretty slick. Yeah, uh, yeah. So a little bit about myself. Um, I my name is Frankie Jarrett, and I'm a WordPress developer. I work for X and I'm based in the Kansas City, Missouri area. Uh, I've been working with WordPress since about like, somewhere around 2.7, 2.8 release cycle. So it's been about six years or so. Um, when 3.0 came out is when I really decided, okay, WordPress is going to be my platform of choice. And I've I've been uh, working in WordPress ever since. Uh, I've been a core contributor um, in the past, and um, now I work... Uh, Full time on a plugin called Stream, which is X Team's first uh, venture into the uh, plugin space, um, and that's been a lot of fun. It's been a blast working on. And my favorite thing probably about working on X Team is uh, get, just getting to work with my colleagues remotely. Uh, it's it's a blast just uh, being able to work from home, being able to work with just such amazingly passionate people who are just excited to be doing. You know, the things that we do, developing on WordPress and share, sharing that passion with uh, that's with great, my co-workers is, that's is fun. one of the great
2: benefits of having a team of people that you work with, whether it's sure. five or 20. How many
0: people are there on X-Team? On X-Team, um, X-Team as a whole, there's lots of different teams, I suppose, within X-Team. And so X-Team as a whole, I would say, is around uh, just over 100 people. But the WordPress wow. X-Team, yeah, the WordPress portion of X-Team is about 17 or so developers, um, and then the, our stream team is even smaller than that since we're kind of a bootstrapping startup within that team. Um, so there's like uh, about four of us, three of us. I did never realize that X team was so big. I guess I've always,
2: I've always known of X team from the WordPress side, and so I'm familiar with like the WordPress team of X team. Mm-hmm. And I'm, for some reason, I always assumed that that was all of X team.
0: Wow. I know that's a lot, what a lot of people think. We actually even have a Drupal team within X that's team. Cool. We have front-end developers. We have a game um, development right. team. Do you, yeah. do you guys get together like
1: during the year? Uh, Man,
0: I wish we did. I wish we did. We you get can have we can like get a together Drupal our... WordPress like battle, like water, <laughs> like <Fighters>. a mashup. <laughs> yeah, like have yeah. A water nice. Fight. Yeah, we, well, we, we we get together with our WordPress team, but we don't get together unfortunately with the whole team. But maybe we can change that someday.
2: That's fantastic, and I know you guys were all down in Miami, or a lot of you were mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Uh, real quick, before we go any further, Jaf, have you jump in and tell us about yourself real quick?
1: Jaffe, are you around? Oh,
3: you might Bye. be. Sorry, I'm, I'm back. Oh, no worries. Fantastic. <laughs> no. uh, so, yeah, uh, I'd muted myself and forgot to unmute myself. Excellent. <laughs> no worries. So I'm I'm Jeff. You may know me from um, my WordPress evangelist days at Envato, and I relatively recently, last two months or so, joined uh, X team to work on the stream product that Frankie was talking about. Because... Um, Basically, it's something I found really interesting and really passionate about it and wanted to get in there and help build. Awesome.
2: Very cool. And how long have you been working with WordPress now? I know that you worked for Envato as a WordPress evangelist for at least several years.
3: Yeah, that was for for about four years or so, I think. And I've been working with WordPress since around about 2006, 2007. Cool. cool. So I
2: think I think we all got in around the same time. Somewhere somewhere in the 2.7 release cycle.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Sounds like I think, not I
2: me, think man. I, yeah, I go way seven. back. <laughs> oh yeah, how long have you been working with it?
1: Uh, two thousand four.
2: So that I don't know what release cycle that is, what, two four? I don't man. know either, man. <laughs> that's you're vintage, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's I, like WordPress was like what, one year old at that point? I was in high school then.
1: <laughs> huh. Yeah, I was working at a, a co-op work term uh, at and some like my coworker started a blog on this thing called WordPress, and so I was like, "Yeah, maybe I should have a blog." <laughs> so nice. That's pretty much how it started. Nice. So
2: cool. So uh, you guys work. Uh, you're both part of X team, and you both work on the WordPress team, obviously, and you're both working on the Stream plugin. Uh, are you within your work of word within your work with X team? Are you doing any other WordPress work, or is it only Stream right now?
0: Yeah. So we um, X the the X team WordPress team. Um, it we mainly do enterprise uh, level work. So working with um, at a partner type level with other large companies that have maybe um, uh, multiple websites or multi site networks or you know, big sites running on WordPress, and so we'll come in and, um, you know, develop custom plugins and custom functionalities, custom themes, Um, and then we do this, you know, the ongoing support and maintenance type contracts to uh, keep those sites running, working with their producer teams to make sure that uh, things are being tested and implemented and QA'd properly with their QA teams, and then um, overseeing deployments of that stuff to production, and um, so it's kind of full service type uh, type stuff. We've been doing that for several years, and we're a VIP partner, and that's uh, that's been a good part of the business. Cool. Excellent.
1: Cool. So, so did did you guys? I don't think we talked about what is Stream, have we? Like we haven't really. Not not really. I think we only maybe hinted yeah. on it. Let's let's dig into that. Do you uh, do you want to do that, Jafe? Maybe you can start off.
3: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. Uh, Essentially, Stream is a free plugin that you can download from the WordPress.org plugin directory that lets you track and monitor everything that happens in your WordPress site, basically. Uh, It'll show you uh, an activity feed of what's been happening, whether it was um, new posts created, published, um, installing, activating, deactivating plugins, changing settings, everything that happens. Cool. Uh, so you can kind of keep keep track of all that stuff. It's great for um, troubleshooting. If you have it on a installed on a client's website and your client says, "Oh, some something's happened on my website and I have no idea how how that happened," you right. can log in and go, "Oh, well, that's that's because you did this. So next time, just be, be careful of that and make sure you do that first or whatever, um, and that kind of stuff." And you can also for security, you know, if, if someone's added a link into your posts, you know, you can sort of see how that came in and happened, and yeah, it's it's got a pretty wide range of uses, but that's essentially I, what it does. I
2: see that it's, uh, so one of the things that you guys mentioned in the, the summary of what plugin does is that it tracks logged in user activity. Does it also track changes? OK, so let's say that you modify a, a page, and you insert a post, you insert a link in that page. So if that's, if that's done by a logged in user, that's going to be tracked, right? Right. Okay. Now let's say that a plugin modifies that same page, but from a, from the plugin side of things, so it's not via a logged in user. Does it still get tracked, or is it only tied to users?
3: Um, it's not only tied to users, and assuming that fires the um, the, you know, the correct hooks in WordPress, mm-hmm. yep. um, which you know, if the plugins built properly, it should. Uh, then it will still track it. Okay. Cool.
1: What if um what if someone has like a form uh, like they're using one of the form plugins on the front end, and a form submission uh, occurs. Is is that tracked? Is that do we do you see that in stream or?
3: As, I, again, assuming that it fires all the right hooks, yeah. You, <laughs> right, and yeah, yeah, you you, 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 you guys it. have it. Yep.
2: Am I right? And you guys have it set up so that um, there's an there's an API or an API coming that allows you to create custom events. So if if a plugin wanted to tie into track Custom actions, regardless of the hook they're using, they can do that. Yes, they can do that. I don't remember. Is that something that's in the plugin right now, or is that coming? Mm-hmm.
0: coming it's in the plugin right now. It's in the plugin right now, and I think um, the logged-in user kind of, uh, I guess, blurb that describes the plugin. I think is for the, you know, the the overwhelming majority of use cases. It, it tracks logged-in activity. But yeah, uh Jay's, Jay's totally right. If it fires the hooks. Um, then that's what streams look listening for. So if those hooks are fired within the WordPress API, even if they're fired by using WP CLI, stream will stream will track it. So it'll even know, hey, things are being modified on the command line or to WordPress using the command line, it'll track that as well.
1: Okay, so yeah, <clears throat> so you guys are are listening on like certain hooks and recording, you know, activity on those hooks. Is that is that how it yeah. works? Mm-hmm. So what are some examples of like, the so- hooks?
3: Sometimes we're having to to hack around even if there's not a particular hook there, we kind of hook it, use other hooks to kind of detect when, it, when something's happened.
2: Gotcha. Uh, Quick question for you, because I actually ran into this the other day. Have you ever found yourself needing to track some data when, when something is inserted into the database? And there is no hook that fires during that database write. And so you actually hook into the filters and actions that are in the WPDB class. <laughs> Have you ever done that?
0: Um, I don't think we've ever done that in particular. Well, wait, I might, I might take that back. We may be doing something like that actually for widgets because widgets lacks some, uh, some proper hooks um, mm-hmm. when things are changed, and so we're ta- we're having to grab. I think though we're grabbing into the globals. Uh, and we're I, monitoring changes that, that her- I just remember uh, not too long ago,
2: I don't remember what plugin I was working on, but I, ha- I couldn't figure out a way to track it. I think I was doing an integration between a membership plugin and my affiliate plugin, mm-hmm. and I was trying to find a way to identify their queries. And uh, the only way that I could find it was literally looking at the SQL query before it's executed, and <laughs> saying like, well, if it's for this table, and Whoa. kind of query stuff, I could do it.
0: It's pretty and low it, level.
2: <laughs> it, felt, it felt pretty dirty, but there's actually hooks in the DB class that allow you to do that if
1: you wanted mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. It feels dirty a- at first, Pippin, but you get used to it. it. Feels There's a certain
2: level of awesome to it as well. Sure.
1: Yeah. So, what are some examples of like of hooks that you guys are using? Like, what what kind of activity are we talking about? Like, what are some examples?
0: Yeah, so I think some examples. Um, the most common ones would be, um, so the, so WordPress is made up of all these different APIs, right? There's widgets API, there's settings API, there's there's uh, post types, there's taxonomies. The list goes on. So, uh, every one of these areas within WordPress, we have set up um, each one of these areas as connectors, quote unquote. Um, so if you look at the source code of the plugin, you'll see that there's an abstract class called Connector, um, and then we've got these these child uh, classes that are for each individual area within WordPress, and we have unique callbacks fired within those. So for post types, we're looking for things like um, when you know when the post is uh, updated, post created, post deleted, uh, post transition. So keeping track of when posts transition through statuses, um, and then for things like the settings API, you know when are settings created, when are they updated, when are they deleted, and keeping track of um, those changes. So when they get piped into Stream, Stream then filters that data that's that's happening and organizes it in in, in such a way so when you're viewing your stream inside of your WordPress admin, you see all that activity in an organized fashion. So you could say, show me all settings that have updated, show me all settings in the general tab that have been updated, and you can kind of narrow down your search to see what's happening on the site.
1: That's really cool. So, do you guys have uh, extensions for this free plugin that you're you're selling too, right? Um, What are what are those?
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, We have four extensions available at the moment, Um, and those are uh, there's one called Cherry Pick, which allows you to uh, remove items from your activity feed, and there's a, a data importer exporter, so you can. Get all the all the activity back out of your of your database if you want to.
2: Can you can you uh, export it from from one Stream install into another?
0: No, there's no import functionality. Okay. It's export only. Yeah, Sorry, we, we thought explore, yeah. we thought about that and we were like, well, if you're migrating sites, you're going to do a database migration anyway, um, sure. yeah. probably. And Stream isn't really content; it's just activity, right?
3: Yeah, and then we have uh, reporting, so you can kind of, instead of just having the activity feed, you can kind of have a nicer, more histogramic kind of look at at your activity. And the last one we have, and it's probably my personal favourite, is notifications, uh, which is really nice. You can kind of tailor tailor very much uh, what you do and don't get notified about, so you're not just getting a, a fire hose of notifications, but they are either either push notifications to your, to your mobile device or email notifications um, for, you know, really specific activity that you want. So uh, using the example I mentioned before, if you have your client using your website and you know they don't update all that often but you'd like to kind of be able to help them out if they do something wrong when they are, uh, you could make it so it just notifies you when anyone other than you modifies that site and you've got a push notification and you can give them a call. I think Frankie's experienced exactly that too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Notifications. I'm, I'm the same as Jay. If it's probably my favorite one. Reports has the eye candy factor, I guess. It shows you some cool-looking, responsive charting. But with notifications, I really like that one because um, you can do some pretty granular things. I don't know if you... Have you, have you guys played with the um, iTunes Smart Playlist feature before? Yes. I haven't. Yeah. So that's, that's where the idea was actually inspired from for building these notification triggers. So you can do and or... Um, logic and nesting of rules and triggers inside of a notification rule, and uh, <laughs> you can do some cool stuff. Uh, you know, like saying, uh, you know, if if the editor role and author roles log into the site on a Saturday and make a change, notify me. So it's like you can do some pretty—that's <laughs> you know, so are, cool. Yes, yeah, so you can do like we, like are people working on the weekends? Are people not working on the weekends? You know, that's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty neat. You can even say like if they are updating just this particular post, so it's not just any update. You know, it could be, or, or are they just changing widgets, or are they just updating the main menu? you know, if I don't want anyone messing with the main menu because the main menu is really important, then I can say, hey, notify me if anyone ever touches this and changes something about the main navigation. Um, so that kind of stuff, I think, is pretty pretty cool. There's just, like, so many use cases that could apply to. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's, that's pretty fantastic. I think that's by far... My favorite aspect of the the entire plugin as well is is that kind of um, control and in getting those notifications of different things that you need. Um, one of my one of my favorite ideas of how to extend the stream plugin, which I know you and I um, we've we've talked about it a couple times in the past, but I love the idea of saying, uh, like if you take an e-commerce system, and create a custom logging event using what I think you guys call your connectors and set up certain rules. So for example, if you have a sale over $500 or you have a you have a sale that a, that matches possible f- uh fraud flags, like take mm-hmm. those parameters and then send an alert to somebody. I love the idea of hooking into stream to to add that kind of support.
0: Yeah, totally. That's a really cool idea.
2: That's so, all. Hopefully at some point in the near future that's something I'm gonna be working on. Would be fun. So awesome. I have a question about stream. I'm curious, okay, here, here's a quick scenario first. Let's say you have a, a large membership website that is all based around user accounts.
1: Let's say uh, your name is Pippin Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's say your name is Jonathan
2: Williamson. You run the website uh, my brother Ah, okay. So for example, my brother runs a website that has 6 to 7000 active subscribers um, logging in constantly every day the entire site is is membership tons and tons of content as well as tons of publicly submitted content so which is all then stored as post are there performance concerns when you have that much st- stuff happening with logged in users obviously there's the there's the natural uh, decrease in performance you're going to have simply based on that much content being created, being delivered, et cetera. But I, I guess what I'm asking is, what have you guys done with Stream to help mitigate possible performance concerns simply because of how you're you're logging everything? I mean, because if you're logging too much data, do you ever run into uh, where you bogged down the database? I've played with it, and I didn't see any issues with that. Yeah. And so, so what I'm really curious is, how did you do it?
0: Yeah, so um this is a huge this is a really important topic and something that uh that we are always looking to improve and want feedback from and, and one of the best pieces of feedback we got was actually from uh from Jason Cohen, uh founder of WP Engine. Right. We were talking with him at uh, in Austin, at WordCamp Austin, and we we're talking to him specifically about performance and, and things like that and um we were talking about how stream, you know, it's monitoring database changes, right? So when there's a database change that happens. Um, that's, that's when that's when Stream makes a log to let you know that it happened. So the, I guess the, the principle is that a database write is happening anyway. And so what Stream is essentially doing is after that write, it's doing another lightweight write to its own table saying that it happened. Um, and it's more lightweight because it doesn't, the, the object isn't nearly as big as like a post object. Um, it's not nearly as resource intensive and the table uh, is a lot more flat. Um, and so we're, But we are interested in how can we make things even more performance conscious. So Japh and I were having a conversation with uh, Shadi, another developer, on the project. And uh, we were coming to some con- new conclusions because we had architected Stream in such a way that every action that happens can have a context. Well, we had originally architected it to where there could be multiple contexts. Well, to do that, we had to have a relationship table in between streams, main table, and the meta table, to be able to say, "Hey, there's mul- multiple contexts available for this record row." And then, after getting a lot of user feedback and a lot of testing ourselves, we we came to the conclusion that having multiple contexts for a single action, there's never going to be a use case for that, and it doesn't appear that there. We haven't come across one yet, and no customer or no no user has said that they need this, and so we decided we're going to we're gonna remove that in an upcoming version, and uh, it actually eliminates another database table. So now there's only two database tables um, and makes the writing even quicker. So those those kinds of things are definitely a concern. I think when you do have maybe tens of thousands of users, um, it's something you need to monitor, just like you would need to monitor database performance anyway for I think it's like that big. Um, but right. that's that would be my take on it.
1: I, I guess, like, how many people or how many... How many of your users have you seen that where where they have like a ton of traffic hitting their dashboard though? Is that that must be fairly rare? Is it?
3: We had a one example relatively recently um, where we saw a, a real world kind of example from one of our users, uh, and they were just getting pummeled by failed login attempts. <laughs> right and, and so so so, what stream does probably even more than just um tracking logged in users, what stream does is track changes to your site um so what we we actually kind of worked out that something like um ninety five percent I think it was of the activity being tracked by this site was file login attempts,
0: yeah,
3: um, and we thought <laughs> well that. That's not a change. Um, I mean, it's not ideal, um, but you know, there's other there's other things like brute protect or you know things like that that you should be using to mitigate that, right? So uh, uh, we actually made the executive decision to, to stop stream from tracking that because it bloats the database. It it, it kind of makes it difficult to see what else is happening in your stream, um, and it's not a change to your site. Right.
2: Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean it. it it might be nice to see those here and there, but if you're seeing a ton of those, it's really not that useful. I mean, you've already been, you've already realized now that you have an issue and that you should address it in some other means that you don't need to register that.
0: Or yeah, to it's, it's, it. yeah, it's like if Stream is, if 95% of what Stream is tracking is failed login attempts, which is, which is a front-end action by a user, there's no database right involved. So... Then effectively, what Stream becomes is a failed login attempt tracker, and it, oh, it happens to track some other cool stuff too. And that's <laughs> and that's not that that's not. not focus where you want the focus stream, on. yeah. So yeah. we then the next version in, in one point four point six, like jake mentioned, we kind of had a powwow and we decided, okay, next version we're stripping this functionality. If people want it, you know, we'll give them a gist or something for developers, but um, it's going to not be something that's part of the stream anymore.
2: Do you guys have? Uh... I want to get into the topic, uh, two different subjects in development now. Uh, number one, do you guys have any developer documentation or or plans to to help people who want to create custom logging events? Like, let's say that I wanted to log some event in Easy Digital Downloads, for example. Is there, I, I think, as far as I know, there's a way to do that, but will you guys be putting together any documentation or examples that show how to do it?
3: Yes, we definitely will.
2: Cool. That there'll would be, be awesome.
3: There'll be documentation coming to kind of um, explain how to do that, sort of just, uh, just developer docs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, We will definitely be doing that. We haven't done that yet. We've got our, so we have our four main extensions and in the sort of the next sort of few things that we'll be adding to the list of extensions are connectors for some other popular plugins. Um and so, once we have those out, that's actually helping us flesh out some of that documentation.
2: Cool. Um, and my other developer question for you is, as far as I know, this is public on GitHub. So, are you guys actively yeah. interested in encouraging yeah.
0: an open community development? Yeah, we definitely are. Um, it's, it's been great because I think our, our plugins only been out for about seven months. I think we initially launched in, like, the very beginning of December with, like, an alpha uh, version uh, to the public. And since then, we – I just by last count, I'm just checking now, 22. We have 22 contributors on the project. A lot of those were ex-teamers that kind of caught the vision, too, and wanted to be a part and, and contributed here and there. But there's a handful of uh, folks on there that just – they fell in love with stream, too, and they wanted to do something uh, to contribute back, um, and we've got a lot of good pull, uh, issues created from the community too, that uh, and not just pull requests, but just issues, just saying, hey, I found a bug, or hey, I've got a feature enhancement idea uh, for consideration. And uh, it's it's been a it's been a big part, and I think that's what really makes us the most excited about the project in general is just um, getting other folks contributing to it because um, at some point, the project becomes limited by your own if you. Are so worried about you know doing every little thing uh, in a closed in you know, a closed little box. If you open that up, I think uh, you can reach further and do cooler stuff. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. So how very much, cool. How much of your guys's time uh, goes into stream right now? Are you guys like full time on this, or how how many of you are full time on this?
0: Yeah, we uh, are full time on this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Jafe's full time. Uh, Luke Carbis is another developer on our team who's full time. I am full-time, but then I'm also technically... I've got other obligations with our some of our VIP partners, so I jump out every now and then to talk to customers or help with other developers that are uh, dealing with issues with uh, some of our enterprise clients. Um, so I guess I'm full-time and then some uh, on that <laughs> right. stuff. Right, 80, but, uh, 80 hours a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But like Jafe and Luke and myself... Uh, we're, we're full-time on stream. We have other developers on the team that are part-time, like Shadi. He's uh, in Ki- one of our developers in Cairo, and he is instrumental in creating the, the architecture of stream from the early days and continues to be a force to be reckoned with because the guy is a machine. I mean, he's one of my favorite guys to work with. And so just having guys, and Weston Reuter, who's a big contributor in WordPress 3.9, he, he's been contributing. He, he built the WP CLI integration into stream. Um, and so just having guys like that, even part-time, is, has been great. So,
2: I just looked at, I'm, I'm actually looking through the code of the plugin right now, and I just looked at your connectors class. That's fantastic. I love the way that works. Awesome. That's so simple. Yeah. At first, <laughs> I, I like the way that you guys have, have basically set up a whitelist of actions, and mm. then you just create a callback for each one on mm-hmm. how you want that to run. Yep. Uh, that's really cool. Is there a, I haven't, um, I, I originally used the plugin, I think, like, the first week that you guys released it, and I haven't used it since, because I haven't had a use case. Is there a UI for enabling and disabling connectors, or are
0: all connectors generally considered to be enabled? Yeah, all connectors technically are enabled by default. However, there is a settings screen and a tab called exclude, where you can exclude certain connectors or contexts, or even actions from ever being tracked by stream. So if you know for a fact um, that, you know, this is my website, you know, I'm going to assume that I'm Pippin for a second. I'm Pippin. I've got a website. I want to track everything everyone else is doing, but I don't want to track what I'm doing. Then you could put yourself in your your user uh, as an exclusion. So you, nothing that you did would be tracked. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I'm kind of excited to play with it again now. Uh, I kind of want to throw it up on, on one of my sites and just uh, I'm generally the only people person that's on my sites but I still want to play with it just because I think it's super cool. Uh, yeah, so I might be... We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I kinda, I'm kind of interested in going in and, and looking at creating a new connector uh, for Mostly for fun. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. that will be cool. Uh, Brad, any other questions for the guys, Don, about stream?
1: I don't think so. No, I think we've covered lots here. Um... Cool. Why don't we uh, switch topics really quickly then? Um, Frankie,
2: I know you have contributed to WordPress core, mm-hmm. um, and Jafe, I think you have as well. Is that true?
3: Yep. cool, um,
2: why don't you tell us more quickly uh, what kind of contributions have you given back to WordPress core and what's your interest in, in contributing to core
0: Yeah, so my contributions have been uh, pretty pretty minimal but um, they were up my alley which is uh, I was at WordPress our WordCamp San Francisco uh, last year so that'd be 2013 and they we had a contrib day. Um, I think it was the day before maybe it was the day after, don't remember but it was a lot of fun and it was the first time I got to sit down um, with some of the core devs and um, you know, because track is a scary place. It's uh, it's frightening and laced with all kinds of landmines and you get, a, you get deathly afraid no matter how seasoned of a developer you are and you're looking around going, what in the hell is all this? Um, this seems like a lot of red tape and then once you get past that fear, that's what I needed and so was able to sit down with some some guys, watch them do some tickets, and be like, "Oh, I can do this," um, and was able to to contribute um, to some of like the escaping functions, um, some cleanup that needed to be done in core that was kind of waiting for cleanup. So I went through, found some tickets, uh, was able to to clean up some escaping functions that were needing to be patched, um, and that was my that was my first experience with with core. And any advice I could give to any developer, no matter what. Stage you're in is to not be afraid of track, uh, and to try to attend a WordCamp that does have a contributor day. They were it was hugely valuable for me, and I think uh, it would be valuable to anyone who's interested in contributing to find a core uh, contrib day and go to it.
3: Cool. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with yeah. that. Jay, yeah, how about you? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I I think it must have been for three point four. Um, Mike Schroeder and Marco Heinen were working on uh, Image Editor and making it so you didn't have to just use uh, GD for image stuff. You could also use um, iMagix. I um, and so I helped with some of that stuff. Um, on that stuff in particular, a lot of the work that I was doing didn't make it in, mainly because it was for the um, command line version. And the idea was to be able to do... Uh, So, like, if you're doing a batch resize or things like that, uh, to be able to handle it on the command line in a single command um, instead of doing a call for each image and stuff like that. Um, And basically, we we couldn't guarantee that um, hosts would necessarily have access to all of that stuff and checking for it and all that kind of stuff. Um, So... Uh, that stuff, most of that stuff didn't make it in the bulk of that work. And every time I see uh, Mike now, he's like, "Oh man, I'm really good if we could go back and and get that stuff in there." And but you know, maybe it'll happen one day. Um, and then in 3.6, I contributed on the um, plugins screen. Uh, when you go to install a plugin, there's a favorites tab. So if you go to add another oh, plugin, right. I remember that ticket. The favorites tab. Um, uh, Basically, I built a plugin that that added that, um, and there was no API call to WordPress.org at the time, and so it was I was essentially being naughty and scraping, and uh, I got an email from Otto um, <laughs> saying my plugin had been removed because it was scraping, and that wasn't very nice. And I said, "Well, well, how about an API?" And he said, "Funny you should say. The reason I realized you were scraping is because I was building the API just for that." So. Otto and I worked together and got the favorite screen in there. I think
2: that is—it was the fastest large feature I've ever seen built in the core. Scraping amazing
3: will timing. do that, right? It was like well, it was, it was dude, such it amazing that I just built it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Obviously, we don't know how long Auto—I mean, unless you do—we uh, don't know how long Otto really. spent writing the API and, and updating that. But I mean, it was like Jay wrote the plugin, released it. Next day it was gone, and then there's a track ticket that says, "Hey, let's do this." And later that night, it was committed and done.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's that wow. Amazing. It was pretty. It was, it was pretty just cool. To watch. It was just just a, just the timing thing, I think. You know, Otto had done that, done the backend stuff. I'd done the interface stuff, and, we, and then we merged it <laughs> together together, and yeah, <laughs> kind of so a cool that, example. That, that's of that's how... my contribution to to core anyway, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get some time to um, do some stuff either in 4.0 or 4.1 for either the WP API or maybe some internationalization stuff.
2: The WP API is in the JSON API? Yeah. That would be cool. I I played with it quite a bit, and I was actually trying to work on it actively uh, in the early days of the API, and then I got busy and I kind of dropped off from it. Um, But I, I love what they're doing with it. I,
3: did you yeah, guys see well, it's, that it's uh, slated for the 4.1 roadmap now so that's pretty awesome yeah, yeah.
1: so uh did you guys see that um the email that went out about reworking the plugin screen yes, yes i did yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was pretty um i i like i like that the discussion got started on that because mm-hmm. i think it is a, that's alex an area.
2: shields
3: right what's that I think I think Alex is working on that, right? I was in, in the Dev chat yesterday morning.
1: Yes, I, was... I believe so.
3: Yeah, but I think yeah, there's so he's several. A, he's an
1: <laughs> I think there's several people working on it actually. Um, already. Yes. Yeah. There,
3: there
1: are. But uh, yeah, like I really can't wait to see how
2: stuff. how that turns out. Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways that it could it could go, but mm. I love the fact that it's. It's getting discussed and, and changing because it, it really hasn't changed. Well, put it this way, I've never seen anything different. As I was going to say WordPress. in
3: the meeting, in the meeting yesterday, they said if you look at the 2.7 plugin screen and the plugin screen um, now for like, they're pretty much the same. Right. Um, yeah. So that that basically means, from what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, that's, that's pretty much as long as most of us have been using WordPress.
1: Means uh, means it's perfect. That uh, doesn't (laughs) need to clearly
0: (laughs) perfect. Well, the the thing that stuck out to me the most on that discussion was, and I I don't know if this will actually happen. It's maybe more than just a rework of design, and maybe has to do with search API. But um, talking about reweighting the search so that like plugins that have you know graphics or plugins that have a a good ratio of closed support tickets. and high activity and, and good ratings and recent ratings get higher up on the search results because right now it's like, you know, um, fortunately, if you type in stream into a, a plugin search, we're, we're the first one. Um, but I know that, that for a lot of other plugins, if you type in e commerce, for instance, you know, I, I don't think easy digital downloads is, is the number one result. You know, uh, I, don't,
2: I don't think I'm even remotely close to it.
0: I, I mean, but if there was something more than just like keyword, because sometimes plugins Certainly that too. maybe aren't worthy, to be the number one on the list because they haven't been updated in two years. Show up number one on the list when there's another plugin five down below it that maybe should be at the top of the list because it's an active project. Right. And a lot of I,
2: I would love to see uh, the the waiting happen so that let, let's say that you have an old plugin that's been at the top of the list for a long time and it, it's just kind of a, it's an an old man in the game. But then a new one comes along and immediately gets a hundred awesome ratings. Like that
0: should show up really high. Right, where's the yeah. WordPress Panda, you know, algorithm yeah. for this? I, they were talking about <laughs> right, right. They were
3: talking about this yesterday, where um, uh, Alex Shields was mentioned that at the moment it's, uh, you know, it's like a MySQL backend on, on the on the search stuff, um, and there's only so much they can sort of get out of that, um, and he was thinking, you know, at some point, probably not for for this initial change, but some point soon he might tackle. Changing it across to uh, a different, more search-oriented platform, um, which I think would be pretty exciting, and that's, yes. that's actually even something that we're talking about doing with Stream. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of a kind of a secret bit of information, I suppose, is that we're kind of working on a hosted um, hosted platform for Stream, so that you can host your activity logs uh, in the cloud. And one of the advantages for that is better search. Mm-hmm. That would so, be cool. uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so there's quite a quite a discussion already going on under Alex's uh, post on Make on the Make blog, uh, make.wordpress.org. Uh, yeah, we'll link that up in the show notes. And uh, so if anybody's interested in taking part in that discussion, hop hop right in there. Um, so we were all at WordCamp Miami yes Uh, maybe we we should uh just have a little what did you guys think of that
0: i had a great time it was like wow that campus was beautiful right oh my god yeah
1: amazing it was such an amazing venue man you didn't you didn't get any work done isn't that like the sign of a great conference that didn't get
3: any (laughs) no i just mean like how would you if you went to that university you'd be sitting there all the time just going i'm just gonna have a coffee by the water here (sighs) well it's funny because i was talking
0: to i was talking to a local and she, I, and I said, "Yeah, we're at this conference at, at we're at uh, University of Miami." And she goes, "Oh yeah, University, University of Miami, where you go to work on your tan." So apparently, it's like a local <laughs> saying.
3: That
0: oh, the right. Students there don't work very hard. So.
1: <laughs> I could see that. Just like the venue itself, like the building itself, like the way the conference rooms were set up, and then they had that nice hallway with the couches outside. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just it was like an excellent, perfect setup yeah.
2: for. I for i, a, I yeah. always liked the the venue that they've had in the previous years, which is on the same university, just a different building. Um, and it, it was completely different setup, but also really excellent. Uh, you know, I think university campuses generally work pretty well for WordCamps. Uh, I, I'd love to see them use more. I don't know if they're really hard to get a hold of and, and reserve or not. But WordCamp Miami has always done an excellent job with that.
3: WordCamp Sydney, I think, usually tends to happen in a, in a university campus as well, and that is actually quite good. I know that if... I ran a WordCamp here in in Hobart, or if someone did. Um, University of Tasmania is okay, but you would feel a little bit like maybe you'd duck back to the 70s for a minute if you were up in the campus there. Sweet, <laughs> you
1: could you could sell that, man. Time warp. It's like going back. In time. <laughs> time warp. Time warp WordCamp. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> yeah. Brad and Pippin, I know you both spoke at Miami, but uh, what was your favorite talk that wasn't your own? Yeah. Ooh. Well, I usually don't
2: like my own that
1: well, so that wouldn't even be hard. Uh, (laughs) I, I watched, um, I, I'd say Brian Richards' talk was my favorite, actually. Um, Yes, Brian Richards was was excellent. He was Uh, so well-spoken and and talk. yeah, it's just so, it's just so polished and, uh. I I
2: don't, I don't hate you, I just hate your code. Yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
3: that was it, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, a, I really
2: enjoyed that one. It it sounds kind of like a, a silly or title, but it was a really good example of how you can have a great, great plugin or a great theme or any great platform. I think WordPress is a really perfect example of it, where you can have a great platform that it has some really crappy code in it, and mm-hmm. a lot of that is because of legacy. Uh, it's not necessarily because they were bad developers who wrote it or whatever reason. But the point is that every every project, whether it's WordPress or a plugin, has parts that are less than beautiful to it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it a, a bad system, and I like that. And I like that Brian worked to highlight that, including mentioning a very well known plugin in his talk. Right, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just slip that in there. No? <laughs> I actually, I actually also really enjoyed uh, Mark Jakwitz. I can't JavaScript and so can you. Oh, uh, man. I was really excited. Don't, I didn't get to go to it.
1: Yeah, but, totally. Pippin and I were on I the podcasting, podcasting panel. Yeah, the podcasting oh. panel uh, next door, and we could hear you guys in the other room, and we were like, "Oh man, they're having such I, a good I, time." I've seen Mark talk a couple <laughs> of times. He's always excellent.
3: Well, don't feel too bad, but it was awesome, and you really missed <laughs> out. <on the start. laughs> Thanks, Jake. What a jerk. <laughs> Um, should we Mark, wrap Mark things up, those...
1: uh, Bivin? I think it's pretty yeah, close sure. to the time. Yeah.
2: Uh, so uh, just give a real quick shout out again to our sponsors, ninjademo.com. Go check them out as well as everything else they do at ninjaforms.com or wpninjas.com. Uh, a couple of great guys there. Uh, if we could, uh, if you would like to give us a review on iTunes, if you have a plugin or a theme on wordpress.org or anywhere else, we'd be happy to take a look at it, give you some feedback, maybe even leave you a public review as a as a trade, okay. as a thanks. Um, and we also want to thank Sean Hasketh, um, or at Left Lane on Twitter, for doing the excellent job that he did with the new Apply Filters intro that you yeah. hear on this episode, as well as all upcoming episodes. So And and thanks to Frankie and, and Jay for coming on. We thank had a little bit guys. of problems getting everybody together, but it worked out in the end.
0: It was yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah,
1: awesome. thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thank everyone. you.